Welcome to the re-release project of the Keeping Things Alive podcast, which is the republication of episodes that were originally recorded and published between 2016 and 2020 out of Western New York. My name is Laura Evans. I'm a former environmental lawyer, planner, and nonprofit staffer. I also wrote a book called Silent Seasons, Chasing Sustainability Through the Law. The Keeping Things Alive podcast is here to explore the opportunities and challenges as we all live together on this beautiful, living, and interconnected planet Earth. Hey, and you'll be in it because it's happening right now. And I'll tell you where we're starting at. We're going to be talking about the connection between nature and social justice. Now, before you say, huh, what? There, I, I was just thinking with my guests, and I'll tell you in a minute. You should know if you paid in from last week. Anyway, you know, Stevie Wonder did an album called In the Key of Life. And the title alone talks about the rhythm of life. And our discussion today and conversation is going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about it here in this moment right now where we at with some things that are emerging around us that we need to be aware of. In fact, part of the topic tonight is called uh, Emergence Strategy. And my guest, Laura Evans, an environmental attorney and a social justice advocate and who is also the producer of a podcast called KeepingThingsAlive.org. And go to, go to my Facebook page, Conversations with Jim Anderson, and you'll see how to get in touch with her. But she's going to tell you here today as well. But I want to say this subject of emergent strategy I think I know you will find it quite unique and something that you already know that we're going to be reminding you of because it's good to know that many of the lessons in life are already around us and sometimes we overlook them. So join us. you got time to call friends and text somebody, tell them to listen in. And without further ado, let me say hello to my guest. Hi, Laura. Hi, Jim. Good to have you again. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward. I'm not looking forward. I'm excited about the topic tonight and talking about your podcast as well. So let's let's talk about this emergent strategy. Um, talk, you tell us about it from your view. Okay. Well, I guess I'll start by saying that this is a relatively new concept for me. Um, just within the past couple of months, I've been exposed to it. But it's um, I'm really excited about it because it merges a lot of the environmental law work that I do with the interviewing for the podcast that I do. And then also just I've grown up loving the outdoors and animals and just really respecting nature water, trees, that kind of thing, and just the interconnection of it all. And so this um, concept of emergent strategy is a book written by a, a social activist. Um, she lives in Detroit. Her name's Adrienne Marie Brown. Mm-hmm. And so this book, um, I came across it a few months few months ago from a friend and basically the concept of emergence is that complex systems and patterns they arise out of really small interactions and so and that's how nature works you know things start as a seed and then they grow into a big tree and um, there might be individual 
dandelions, but they form an entire network of, a, you know, just re regrowth in an area. And so, and then mushrooms, they're all connected to each other and they communicate with each other in a network. You know, when she, she makes it in, in the article that you mentioned by Adrian Brown, um, it, it, it was so simple. I, yeah. uh, uh, listeners, um, Laura had sent me a little bit about what she's going to be talking today. And I mean, what is being pointed out that all around us we have examples in nature that we could learn and take lessons from in terms of the work we do around social justice when we're trying to create change. And um, Laura hit me to it. And we're together hipping you to it um, because it is something we should pay attention, you know. And, and as you mentioned, some of the things in nature that change. Well, let me not say any more. Let me let you um, take us a little deeper and, um, and we'll... Okay. Yeah, I can... I guess I'll start off by talking about a few of the principles that really struck me. Uh, the first one is that small is good and small is all. And so when you, when I've always thought about um, progressive movements and building power, I've always thought about how you need this huge group of people and all of these organizations coming together and, you know, oh, I'm just one person, what can I do? But if you really bring it down to that small is everything, the way that you live your life and interact with people, it, you know, it emerges out of that and it builds more power than you can even understand or do if you're really just trying to like, you know, go like with the bigger crowds or the more members or more organizations or more money or whatever it is. Um, that's been a really big lesson for me and something that's resonated. Also, the concept that change is constant, so you have to be like water. Um, I really like that. I think that's like a Bruce Lee <laughs> quote as well. Um, but really being flexible and understanding that, you know, the only constant is change. <laughs> and True so um, to not be afraid of it, I think, is really uh, critical. Um, there's a couple that I'm going to skip over. Um, but then another one is moving at the speed of trust and focusing on critical connections more than critical mass and building resilience by building relationships. So instead of just, you know, collecting dues and collecting members and then just having them go to some sort of, I don't know, educational session or meeting or rally to really like meet with people one-on-one -on -one and get to know them and understand why they're there, what they care about, what they believe in. And that one, I have noticed, that really hit me, and we'll talk about my podcast later, but I'm interviewing these people one-on-one, -on -one, trying to understand the path of how they get to where they're at and what moves them. Indeed. And um, so that one, I think, is really important, too. And then the last one, which is probably my favorite, um, is what you pay attention to grows. <laughs> and I just... <laughs> I love that, and I mean, maybe it's given me an excuse to like not pay attention to all of the um, national media all the time and things true, like that, true, but um, I do really try to pay attention to the things that I want to see in the world, um, and that, you know, this emergent strategy concept really solidifies that for me and validates well, you it. Know, <laughs> you reflect that because I, I was just thinking... Um, you know, there are a lot of people who are so stuck in the ways of the way they've been culturized yeah. that, that they're not open 
to the change that is necessary. Mm-hmm. And, and we do need to be in harmony with nature. Uh, and, and, and if you're stuck in a pattern, well, this is how I was taught, and not staying with the changing dynamics that occurred naturally in nature and in organizing. Like, um, I think um, one of the things Adrian had mentioned, like, um, and she may have mentioned or someone else who writes on the same thing, that in in organizing, when it don't seem like things are coming together, uh, some people get upset. Mm-hmm. And what she related about this this connection to nature is how we need to watch even when it seemed like things should go one way. I guess winter would be an example. When winter yeah. comes and we think, oh, no, it should be doing something else. We may have feelings about it, but the reality that what it's doing has its benefits. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um there were two concepts, like the one of glaciers and rivers, um, talking about how it, when it seems like nothing is moving, you could be changing the face of the earth. Because, yeah, glaciers just look like a big block of ice that are stagnant, but underneath all of that is a huge amount of power that's literally changing mountains and valleys and all that. Um, and then, yeah, the concept of seasons as well. Um, I, you know, this winter has been really long and hard and I'm ready to like emerge, right, and get out and be more active. But it's also been a really good time to rest and learn and read and reflect and get ready for this upcoming season of a lot more activity. So in your, from your view, besides the personal impact that this concept uh, uses you're actually using these principles now in in your work or yeah or, uh, absolutely and um, as a note to uh, get ready for this I wrote listening in really big letters and the <laughs> importance of that and yeah like being patient talking with people building those relationships and I think one of the best ways to build relationships with people is to become to practice listening Mm -hmm. uh, not have other thoughts going on in your head about what you're going to say next or how you're going to respond but to really like be there and um, hold a space for a person to share what they um, have to say and that to me like that's an emergent strategy right like you can't understand the ramifications of that Your comments just now uh, made me reflect about something that is happening now on the the international stage, and that is the engagement with other countries Mm, and the need to do exactly what you just said, listen. And even as I think about the international stage and the, the grave issues that are being dealt with, this whole concept of being in flow with nature, still forcing yeah. Being able to, again, as Stevie would say, be in the key of life and that rhythm that has a natural flow. It ebbs and tides in certain ways, but if you can get into that harmony, uh, it would benefit us. And they, on the international stage, they call it diplomacy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, and diplomacy requires deep listening. And not just saying how you want it, but understanding as you listen, you find out where the groups are, what the possibilities of, of change are. Mm-hmm. 
And so when you when you talk about when you when you just mention about listening, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, I myself find that the, when you're listening to someone, you actually get a roadmap on how to proceed forward. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we're gonna have to do a lot more talking about emergent strategy, and um, I think that. It's a concept that as it begins to pick up more, because and I should say, uh, people, uh, it's flowing right now. Uh, it, may be, it may not have hit you immediately in this area, but this will be your first taste of it as we talk about it. But um, you can uh, go on the Internet and um, get some more information about it. Or yeah, so Adrienne Marie Brown is an amazing writer, and she is constantly posting her writing um, at different on different websites so you could always you know Google search her name um, emergent strategy is a book I, that is for sale I, I bought mine at talking leaves wow. uh, so yeah. they have it locally I think it's at burning books too um, and then she and her sister also uh, produce and co-host a podcast called how to survive the end of the world and I, I love it. It's so good. They're basically modeling the emergent strategy concepts there. And it's also based off of Octavia Butler's sci-fi. Um, so Parable of the Sower and Parable of the Talents for the most part. And it's really, it's really great stuff. You know, this is, it, this is so cool. And uh, listeners, in case you don't know either of these two names, uh, Octavia Butler, uh, as well as Adrian Mari Brown. Um, Mar- Adrian is, is a young, younger woman of color. Octavia is a long-established uh, science fiction writer. Uh, precedes all of the science fiction that you see coming out now and uh, amazingly in the key of life because what she writes ties right into the moment and uh, those are two names you should check out while you're checking out Laura Evans on keepingthingsalive.org um, Thank you. And, and I tell you the other thing that makes it a, a, a pleasure because we're in a great moment of interconnecting of being people to people not based on ethnicity um it's just so good to hear you talk and this and it just shows how much great information is available and folks you have to put your guards down about well i'm only going to listen to certain people there's a wealth of great stuff out there you can use and great people who are bringing it. And I, the the other part of this, as I think about it, is that your generation, uh-uh, and I let the cat out the bag, uh, I'm a little bit older than Laura. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say I'm on the older side of the millennial generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah she... She, not down at, she's, just as she said. Between millennials yeah, and Yeah, and, but, but what's so wonderful, you're bringing, you're ushering in this, what is new information in some ways, and is posing a challenge of change for, for older folks who are, who I mentioned earlier, could be set in their ways and can be kind of stubborn in changing to embrace the principles that you're talking about, but it's so simple, folks. Um, yeah, and that's what I I love about 
this concept is, well, first of all, change is constant, so it's almost impossible to just stay in one place. Um, but then also just the concept of being an example. So you don't have to force anybody to do anything. You can just live the way that you think is right and in tune with what you think is right, and that can radiate out in nice. a lot of ways. Nice. So... Will you be doing any, uh, I, I presume you will be, but will you be doing some follow-up work around this that you'll be, like, publishing yourself or? Um, yeah, maybe. I can I can talk about the Keeping Things Alive podcast well, for yeah, a let's second because it, it, it flows into that. I, I do, I mean, this, this book, Emergent Strategy, has just really been amazing and, and influenced a lot of, the way that I approach the podcast and then also the interviews that I'm doing and especially that what you pay attention to grows. So I've I've published 35 episodes of this podcast so far in two seasons. I'm about to start season three and this season three is going to be a I want to be paying attention to what I want to see grow mm. as opposed to um you know, last season, I, I and even last week, what we talked about was nuclear waste mm -hmm. and, you know, the potential to uh, really um, hurt Buffalo's water supply and the Great Lakes watershed. And all of that stuff is really important to pay attention or, yeah, to pay attention to and know about and be informed. But at the same time, like, we also have to be... Um, Another thing that Adrienne Marie Brown says is that we're in a war of imagination. Um, mm. And so what are we imagining that we want to see in the world? And so that's where I want this particular um, podcast season to go, which will last, you know, a couple of months. I post one episode every Tuesday and uh, just and then I, you know, change is constant. So I just sort of let it go and see where it goes. I, you know, I have people that I want to interview and I have that kind of plan, but you know, whoever crosses my path and it seems like a good fit, I, I really want to sit down and hear their story and how they got to where they are and then explain the work that they do. Wow. And, and folks, let me just repeat that and uh, you should write it down and you should check it out. That's keeping things with an S alive.org. That's all one word, keeping things alive.org. And the producer is Laura. Evans, and I'm telling you, you not only will enjoy it, you will find that some of the podcasts on there that she's already done are people who you know, and the information is information you need to know. Um, so I, I encourage you to go check it out. Let me let me also say before I go further with Laura uh, about keeping things alive. Actually, keep in mind the, the discussion that occurred at 5 today on this show um, where uh, Devon McCune was on and talking with Sheila Brown and talking about a production that the young people, uh, some young people from here in Buffalo age, I think it was 14 to 21, are putting on a production on Tuesday, March 27th at 7 o'clock at Shea Smith Theater at 658 Main Street. It's called... Can you hear me now before they're famous? And um, these young people are right out of the community. And the reason I'm telling you about it is because they have left here at Power 96.5 two free tickets. Now, to get these two complimentary tickets, 
here's what you need to do. You need to call 716-903-5648 and just call, leave a message saying you're calling for the complimentary tickets and someone will respond back to you. There are two tickets. When the two are gone, there won't be no more. So the, the first two people to call, you got it. Um, no one will answer the phone right away, so you'll have to leave a message, okay? That's 716-903-5648. Two complimentary tickets to Can You Hear Me Now for Tuesday, March 27th at 7 o'clock at Shays. Right there at 658 Main Street, Shays Smith Theater. Okay, so you got that. And now let me let me jump back. Because I really want to talk more about keeping things alive because the conversations you bring mirror that. I mean, this whole piece, this whole subject matter around emergent strategy is refreshing. And, and not only refreshing, empowering, because it... The imagination power. What, what, what's the, what did you call, what was oh, it the, We're in a, a war of imagination. So, Boy. like, basically, I mean, just the way that our city is created and our government and everything, I mean, someone imagined that. So um, we're living in that. And so now we need to reimagine our future. And um, so that, I mean, that's what science fiction is in a lot of ways. And yeah. so it does tie in with the Octavia Butler concepts as well. And, you know, it makes me think about the, the people used to say, free your mind. Listen, this is, this is what it's doing. And, and, this, and this is what I, I like about this conversation, which is because it's not stayed in some kind of dry, ancient theory. It, what you're talking about is so fresh and it is percolating. I mean, I, I, listeners, I know you can't hear this particular topic and not feel something tickling in you that is making you do that. Your imagination. You have to imagine where we're going with it, but I'm sure this is an energetic principle around emergent strategy that you're hearing. Uh, I know how it hit me when, when she shared it with me at first, but to hear her talk more and about some of the things, um, it's just illuminating. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be reading a lot more upon it when I later on anyway. But I want yeah. you to talk more about it. In fact, I want to step back. I'm out of the room, and <laughs> okay. Laura is taking it away. All right. Um, well, so I think I'll talk a little bit about how I started with this uh, Keeping Things Alive Good. concept. Yeah. Um, it really, I actually bought the website in um, 2013 and I was going to do some sort of like ant, like dog, like how to take care of dogs or something like that, <laughs> keeping things alive because I've always loved animals. Um, and then it just sort of evolved over time. It, that didn't really happen. And it evolved into my... Um, being a little bit jaded by environmental law, which I've talked about on this show, and um, and then just trying to uh, create something different, and then at the same time, like seeing all these different um, environmental justice, social justice, um, you know, just all these different movements that have 
you know, historically been separated, um, starting to come together and trying to figure out like what is in that space. And so when I moved back to Buffalo um, in 2015, I had been away in Austin, Texas for eight years. um, And I came back to Western New York where I'm from. There was this amazing climate justice movement that was happening around the Paris climate talks. And so I was just so impressed by these different groups in Buffalo that were working together and I'd never seen it before. Um, And I hadn't ever heard about that when I was studying environmental law or natural resources, things like that. And so, Meanwhile, I started to listen to podcasts, but the ones that I was listening to, they were these deep listening interviews, but they were hosted by men, Mm. and they also were nothing about the environment. And so I was thinking, you know, I can do this. And with this climate justice movement, the, the first six episodes that I ever did were interviews with who I would call like the leaders of the 2015 climate justice movement. So Linda Schneekloth from Sierra Club, you from Citizen Action, Roger Cook with like the labor movement. He organized the Love Canal um, work and does interfaith um, organizing. Sister Eileen O'Connor, um, she's a pretty radical nun that does a lot of social <laughs> justice work. Rebecca Sophia Strong is a yoga instructor and did a lot of organizing, movement building. And then Agnes Williams from the Seneca Nation. Yes. And that was just a kickoff of, I, I kind of framed similar questions to all of them, and but I just got such different answers, and they just all arrived at the same place from different ways. So um, it was really amazing. And then I just started, you know, just meeting more people in the community. I've done a few, um, like, Skype interviews, but for the most part, it's really been focused on Western New York, progressive voices, doing all sorts of different work. Um, the other thing I'd say uh, for season two, which happened um, this past fall and winter, I did take a trip. Um, well, I went to the Great Lakes Restoration Conference and met some Canadians because, mm-hmm. you know, we in Buffalo are part of a watershed that includes Canada. Um, and so it's that's another way to look at you know, our region. And so I was able to speak with um, a community organizer from a Canadian uh, social justice nonprofit called The Leap. Mm. And that was really amazing. So after that, um, I did my mini collection, like season one was uh, climate justice leaders. Season two was about nuclear waste and Mm -hmm. weapons, um, because that is just such a critical issue right now. Um, and now for season three, um, I'm really, again, like focusing on putting my attention to things that I want to see grow. So people in the community that are just doing work that needs to be amplified. Um, I'm all about talking with them. And I guess the other the last thing that I'll say about all these interviews is that, yes, they're online. Yes, you can find them on iTunes. And it would be great if thousands of people listen to it. I think that, you know, they would Mm -hmm. learn a lot. But if no one listened to them and all that happened was I spoke with this person that I interviewed, that, like, deep connection and relationship building of just, you know, them being willing to basically make art with me, (laughs) um, it has been so powerful. And, again, reflecting back to this emergent strategy concept um, has 
I mean, I'm, you know, it's, it's actually affected my career. Like my work trajectory has gone in a different way because of the people that I've interviewed and the things that I've learned. Well, you know, and I think it, it it's a two-way street. I mean, the benefit that you yourself get out of it, but also what it brings to someone who participates in it. Yes. I, I, I think that um, I think there's natural growth and benefits in those interviews they do with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, inspiration to their imagination of possibilities of what could be and doing, actually doing some of those. Yeah, and there, there's power in telling your story, and there's something validating about, yes, and just, yeah, powerful about someone listening. The other thing I'll say that was kind of interesting is a couple of my uh, guests, they just, and it was in a s- small period of time, um, they just had so many similar things to say that I connected them later, and now they're friends. And so yeah. I think that, you know, that's been a kind of, I don't know, behind the scenes, like movement building thing that's happening that, you know, I just, I didn't force it. It just happens. Well, you know what, what I know about you, Laura, is that in every circle I've seen you in, uh, it's not been there as just a spectator. It's been there like looking, it come like with your sleeves rolled up. (laughs) How, How can you help in the situation, even while growing, but looking for ways to contribute to the benefits that come out of it. And I think that's an uh, uh, amazing lesson for anybody and a great way to live life. Um, it, it's just, it's, it, it, it's so valuable and so radiant and at the same time. But, and, I, and I think bringing forth the kinds of subject matter that you're bringing is, it, it, again, it just opens up a new possibilities for people who wonder why change um, didn't come so quick in some of the things they do as they engage in social justice. This emergent strategy is a clear example of, of ways that one can be refreshed. And I think along with your podcast, keepingthingsalive.org, um, it's just a personal co- connection for people to hear deep subject matter from everyday people like like themselves, mm-hmm. again, which models actually them. Because if you listen to it and absorb it, you can also deliver it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Got you. About, you got about 30 seconds left. And, uh, uh, and I mean, 30 minutes, 30, yeah, 30 seconds, seconds left. Yeah. And, and you can, <laughs> and, and so, I, folks, uh, I want Laura Evans, the environmental attorney, to have the last word. Thank you. I'll just put um, a date out there, um, April 23rd. It's the day after Earth Day, but um, there's a lot of organizations in Buffalo that are starting to organize people to take a big trip to Albany together from various sectors of um you know, progressive work. And so I'd encourage people to learn about that. It's through New York Renews. um, Uh And I am really excited to go on this trip. I think it's going to be a really powerful experience. And 
Um, so yeah, if you are able to make it on Monday and take a bus to Albany, we'll, a lot of people will be going out there, and I'm excited about it. Well, that is cool, and that brings us right back to where we started, the connection between nature and social justice, because people, when you talk about energy, you're talking about something you need to survive. Mm-hmm. And New York Renews is, taught, is not only talking about it, but acting on it. And again, it just shows the connection between nature and social justice, and so, folks, I want to implore you to check it out. I want you to check out Emergent Strategies. Check out the name, Adrian Marley. Murray. It, Mar- yeah, M-A-R-E-E Brown, mm-hmm. as, as well as Laura Evans, who is the producer of the podcast, Keeping Things Alive. Well, that, that wraps it up for us. And another great day at Power 96.5. Another great conversation. Be here next week. And keep the faith. And let your imagination grow, soar. And as Stevie would say, stay in the key of life. Peace and love. Thank you for listening to the Keeping Things Alive podcast. For more information about sustainability, this podcast, and my book, Silent Seasons, Chasing Sustainability Through the Law, please visit www.keepingthingsalive.org.